Hello, this is Brandon Moore, founder of Arrow, and you are listening to the Arrow Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk about purposeful parenting. I've got four quick points on how we can be more intentional as parents and how we can begin to form and develop the purposes that we're parenting for. Also, I'm excited that we're getting the Aero Studios worked on and getting it up and running, and we hope to be able to have better dialogues and conversations with other people here in the next few weeks. I'm hoping even to get started next Friday with Friday Fail Father, now Fathers Fail Friday. Yeah, Father Fail Friday, uh, where we just talk about our disasters as dads that comes from time to time. And I'm actually going to kick off this episode with a fail Friday as uh, I've got a good one involving chocolate chips and my redheaded daughter. Welcome to the Arrow Podcast, a podcast focused on helping dads be better men, husbands, and most of all, fathers. The Bible teaches, like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Let's learn together how to aim our children in the right direction. So earlier this morning, I was listening to a podcast um, on uh, some baseball stuff. I don't know if you saw this, but the uh, Major League Baseball and the Players Union came out with some proposed rule changes, some pretty interesting stuff like universal DH and a uh, pitch clock and uh, changing the rosters. But anyway, stuff we don't want to talk about today. But um, anyway, I was listening to it and I was getting pretty into it and all of a sudden I realized I hadn't heard from or seen either of my kids in uh, a few minutes, not an extended period of time, but uh, sometimes occasionally they'll go into Maddie's room and play together for a while. But usually one comes out and says hi to me, and I thought, this is weird. I better go check and see what's going on. So I walk around the kitchen and walk into the hallway, and there's my daughter sitting on, uh, we've got a piano pew or a uh, old church pew sitting in the hallway, and she's sitting on it, and she has her cheeks completely stuffed full and drool is just dripping down the front of her chin onto her pajamas and I start to look at this drool and I notice it is a very dark rich color and I um, ask Maddie what she's eating and she opens both of her hands to show me a mass of chocolate chips and uh, so we have a pantry and our baking supplies are in the pantry and once the girl learned how to open doors she gets into whatever she wanted and so somehow she had snuck in and grabbed the chocolate chips and was completely stuffing her face full of them so I, I, it was pretty pretty comical of course then when I made her spit out the chocolate chips and took the chocolate chips out of her hands it was the worst thing that had ever happened in the history of the world never take chocolate from a two-year-old red-headed girl, or you'll face their wrath. Anyway, so I got her all cleaned up, got her hands wiped down, and I went back to listening to the podcast. And then I started thinking, wait a minute, where did she get those chocolate chips at? And I went into the pantry and opened up and looked to where they're usually at, and they weren't in there, and I thought, this is weird. So I went out. And I started looking around for him. I couldn't find him anywhere. I looked through her bedroom. I looked all over Jax's room, looked in the living room, looked, you know, the usual places that toddlers like to hide stuff. And then finally I noticed that she was carrying around a really nice uh, woven box that she sometimes puts toys in. And I open up that box and what do I find but two bags of chocolate chips, 
a bag of walnuts, and a bag of powdered sugar. So, I should have just let her make cookies, but either way, it was a, a pretty good fail dad day. And when I took those away from her, um, yeah, that was, that was an experience in and of itself. So today, I want to spend a little time, I got a blog post that's, uh, actually it's already up and live, you can check it out, I'll probably splash it out on social media later, uh, maybe tomorrow, but I got a new blog up on Purposeful Parenting. Last week we t- kicked off this podcast, and one of the things we talked about was being intentional as fathers, and uh, we talked about how we're aiming our children in a specific direction, and how do we do that, um, and so today I just wanted to talk about four quick, quick hit points won't spend a lot of time, but uh, four points that I kind of came up with on purposeful parenting. And these are really kind of confrontational to me. Uh, I don't want to sit here and pretend like I'm a child psychologist or some behavioral expert. Just in my time, I've been, uh, my wife and I have been through some therapeutic need training and I've been through some uh, different parenting classes through the years and different approaches and dabbled a little with my degrees in some counseling and especially in family counseling and also over the last eight or nine years serving as minister I've spent a lot of time in parent counseling and dealing with kids from all ages and how they're acting interacting with their parents so I'm just kind of speaking out of that place and then some of the books I'm reading and the information I'm gathering that are just helping me honestly just trying to help myself be a better father, and in doing so, I just wanted to process out loud these different ideas. So the first one, I don't, <laughs> I hate little memes. Um, actually, I think memes are pretty funny, but I like these little uh, encouraging statements, or maybe you remember the old posters that used to be big, inspiring posters that were on the wall for a long time. I've always, they always cracked me up pretty good. I remember at the mall when we were a kid, they used to have the store and all it was full of was inspiring posters. I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, the, the, you know, the, the fullness, the completion of inspiration is having your own little shop at the mall. So, imagine for a minute, and maybe you saw it on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, this little modern proverb that I came up with myself sitting on the couch with my wife. I have laughed for almost 24 hours about it because it is so staggeringly stupid. The difference between purpose and porpoise is you and I. I'll let you think about that. (laughs) That's kind of stupid. Uh, really stupid, but I, I, you know, nobody else, fathers, nobody else can choose to be purposeful for us. Nobody else can make parenting decisions for us. Now, that doesn't mean we make them on our own or exclusive of the people around us. I'm going to talk at the end about the importance of being a part of a community, raising your kids. But first, you know, we got to set our jaw from time to time, determine our ways, determine our paths, listen to the wisdom we've been given, and then decide that we're going to be intentional and purposeful as parents. It's up to you and I. Nobody else can make that decision for us. Not our wives, not our parents, not the kids' teachers, not the daycare they're staying in. We must decide to be purposeful. 
I think it's hard sometimes to be honest about this one. We like to think, yeah, I'm being, I'm being intentional. I'm being purposeful. I've, you know, maybe, maybe I don't have a specific plan, but you know, I'm, I'm raising my kids different than everybody else is raising their kids. And so in saying that, I, I want to bring to the second point. The first point, the difference between purpose and porpoise is you and I, that the first point is you choose to be purposeful. The second point is a question that I want to ask. Uh, and this was convicting for me, and it's actually a series of questions, but we'll start with the first question. Is my parenting proactive or is it responsive? I know this is a little cerebral, a little heady, but I want you to really reflect, if you can, honestly with yourself. And it depends on what age your kids are and where you're at on your life stage. But I think even if you have adult children, this is a good question to ask. Is my parenting proactive or is it responsive? Am I spending most of my time parenting in response to my child or is my child living in the world that I am helping construct for him or her? And maybe if you're not, you, th you th disagree with the idea of constructing the world around them, but maybe you're assessing and analyzing the world around them. You're helping them come to terms with the world that exists around them. I think to some extent we're also helping construct that world and what it means uh, to live and function here. Do I find myself most often trying to get a child to quit screaming or are my children engaged in the life of our family? Think about when you're home with your kids and maybe especially dads, if you can think about a time where it's just you at home with your kids, maybe it's one kid, maybe it's a few kids. But I want you to think about, is your goal for you to accomplish something else that day and just prevent your kid from screaming or is your goal to Find, help your child find his or her place of engagement within the family dynamic as a whole. I call this, um, I won't get into this too much, but the hold my tool, hold this tool. Me and my dad talk about this. Uh, you know, my dad's dad was an amazing engineer and mechanic and electrician. And my dad, uh, I, I think he would say he is none of those things. And I remember talking to him about like, how did that happen where you grew up on a farm and you don't know how to do all these things? And he said his dad never taught him how to do this. The only thing when they worked on a project together, his job was to hold this. And I think that's interesting. It's the difference between just having a child there with you and intentionally teaching your child that they're a part of the family dynamic and what they're doing. It's reactive, responsive versus proactive. All right, uh, even a less heady question, especially if you have, you have young kids here. All right, I want you to think about this. Do I give my child a snack because it's snack time or because they keep fussing for a snack? So Jax turned one this month, uh, here in like another seven, eight, uh, well, I guess nine days, 11 days. Anyway, he, he, turns, uh, he turns one here pretty soon and about a month ago it started to be just a total pain in the rear to change his diaper and change his clothes. It became this big ordeal and what happened is he, a little before that, he's been walking for a few months now, but um, he started really learning about independence and his ability to do what he wanted to do. And what he didn't want to do is lay on his back on the changing table. And so we just, 
I mean, it just got to where he would squirm his way off. He would fuss the entire time. And you would see like almost a tension hit in your neck as soon as you knew you needed to change his diaper. And so Kim and I, this is the purposeful. So Kim and I got together. We kind of, I mean, this wasn't a long conversation, but we just took a couple minutes one day. And I said, man, it is terrible changing his diaper. And she said, yeah. And I said, I think we need to implement, we need to implement something here a strategy for changing him uh, that involves both uh, discipline and, but then also reward throughout this changing process. Uh, just something that lets him know, no, you're not allowed to roll over, you're not allowed to kick your legs everywhere, and you're not allowed to scream the whole time. But also something that uh, says, if you do this and you act right, you're going to laugh and have fun and we can be silly together. And it's amazing after just a few times with me and Kim being on the same page and sharing this thing, how quickly now uh, changing diapers and changing clothes has become less of a chore we have to accomplish. And even sometimes now when he gets to really giggling because he thinks it's funny to pop his head out of his shirt, um, it can be a lot of fun, success and laughter. And that's, that's the difference between being proactive in parenting and being reactive. The reactive parent just always cringes, always waiting for the kid to determine the next thing that's going to happen in the home. And you just can't live that way, I don't think. Well, I mean, you can, but you can't thrive that way. And that having been said, this morning when I was changing jacks, it was terrible. He wasn't feeling well. He threw a fit. The discipline didn't work. The positive reinforcement didn't work. And he was just not in a good mood. And so that brings me to my third point here. Purpose isn't perfect. The first point is that we choose, we choose to be purposeful. The second is a question. Is my parenting proactive or responsive? And the third is this. The purpose isn't perfect. Just because I'm being purposeful doesn't mean everything is perfect. And it doesn't mean I don't give in and give a snack when a kid's screaming at me from time to time. But it does mean I try and initiate specific periods of time where we have snack time together or where we talk in the car or we sing a silly song. We can listen to a song one time. We don't have to listen to a song 500 times. It depends on if I'm being proactive in my parent or reactive in my parenting. But in either case, it isn't perfect. We can't be perfect parents because we are not perfect. We're not perfect as people. There's no way for us to be perfect parenting. Take a deep breath and relax. Just because you're trying to be intentional and purposeful doesn't mean that you have to be perfect. Actually, I think if you really ponder on it for a little bit, it's probably useful for your kid to be raised by imperfect parents as they learn to cope and deal with an imperfect world. So what do we do then? Well, I think in purposeful parenting, we set big goals and we apply them in these small, significant ways. That's what keeps it from being a perfect parenting. Instead, it's purposeful. And so we have these big goals that we want to accomplish for our children. And I'll let you figure out what those are on your own. For me, it has a lot to do with their character, their virtue as, as people. But we take those big goals and we apply them in really small, significant ways. I've just started reading 
through the child psychologist Gene Barnes' book, Purposeful Parenting. Uh, it's pretty interesting. You can Google it and find it pretty quick. And uh, it's it's written definitely, I, she writes it kind of from this perspective uh, of a single mom um, and a mom by herself parenting the kids. And so for dads, maybe it, it, it leans a little too far into the mom side of things, but that's okay. It still has some interesting things. But what I really loved and what hooked me on the book and got me reading it to begin with, she has these six steps on purposeful parenting. You can go pick up the book and find those. But what I really liked was in the opening jacket of this book, there's this little phrase that she has that to me really sums up purposeful parenting. She says, love when it's hard to like. Turn chaos to calm. Find sanity in stress. Bring clarity from confusion. Discipline without guilt and never give up. I was reading that to Kim the other night and immediately Kim, and I knew this was big goals, important goals, because immediately Kim goes, oh, discipline without guilt. That's the one I need to work on. And I thought, and I said to her in stride, I said, well, mine is find sanity in stress. I'll read it one more time for you. Love when it's hard to like. Turn chaos to calm. Find sanity in stress. Bring clarity from confusion. Discipline without guilt. And never give up. These are big purposes. But how we live them out and we teach them to our children are in these small, significant ways. A few weeks ago, Kim and I had a bunch of people over to the house. I think we were watching one of the football games, but there were tons of kids running around everywhere and adults everywhere. And it was just a, it was fun and it was loud, but it was also chaotic. And I noticed, I I turned around and looked at Kim and Kim was trying to have a conversation and tugging and fussing at her feet was Maddie. It was just there driving her crazy. And I remember looking at her and I thought, what do I need to do? And my first instinct was to go over and, you know, be like, leave her. You need to leave your mom alone or to go say, you need to go play. Um, or, or even just to be like, what do you want, Maddie? I'll give it to you. What do you want? And then I thought, no, there's something else going on here, right? And I, I hadn't read this book yet, but I was thinking about this. Bring clarity from confusion. Find sanity in stress. And then the big one for me was turn chaos to calm. So I just went over and I scooped up Maddie and she was pretty hesitant when I scooped her up. She even kind of cried at me when I scooped her up, but I took her into her bedroom. She cried for a second and I said, it's okay, daddy's got you. And then I said, you're not in trouble. I said, I just thought maybe we could calm down for just a second. I said, do you know how to take deep breaths? And she shook her head up and down because we've done it before. And I said, let's take deep breaths together. And we both took a few deep breaths. Instantly, this kind of new calm came across her face. It was just a reset. It was turning chaos to calm. That's how these small, significant moments, this small, significant thing, and, it, and it's applied in different ways. But if I have a big goal for my parenting, a big purpose in my parenting, then I can live that out. What was my big goal in that moment? It was to turn, teach my daughter how to turn chaos to calm, how to find sanity and stress. Now, what approach you take is, you know, sometimes we mess them up. We're not perfect, right? And that's the important thing. When we're being purposeful, it doesn't mean we won't mess it up from time to time. We don't have to be perfect with it. So, 
on next week's podcast, we're hitting about the 20 minute mark already. So I just want to summarize this up and we'll get into the fourth point here on next week's podcast, or I hope maybe to have more of a lighthearted one for next week, but here in the next few coming weeks, we're going to talk about how do you determine the purpose for which you want to parent? I, I know I, I like what that little quote we read. I like that and what it says, but um, also you need to figure out your purpose in parenting. Uh, maybe that's a little driven by personality, a little driven by context, uh, driven a little bit by where you're at in life and what you want from life and what you want your children to have for life. Um, but I, I want to start with this, and this is what I want you to leave you thinking about today, is you don't have to determine the purpose for your parenting on your own. Proverbs 20 verse 5 says, The purposes of a person's heart are deep waters, but one who has insight draws them out. The purposes of a person's heart are deep waters, but one who has insight draws them out. Now, we live in this culture that tells us to find our own purpose, discover our own journey, to be who we want to be. It's really hard to be a parent when you're still thinking that your greatest goal in life is to find your own purpose or discover your own journey or to become some great person that you are. Parenting gives you very clear, defined purpose to some extent about your goal and your, um, your way of being in life currently. You are a father. You are a dad. You don't need to find that. That's already been determined. What you need to find is the purpose with which you want to live out that role. I don't know, sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes in the midst of all the chaos, you might feel shallow, like you have nothing deeper to offer. You know, it says the purpose of your heart are deep waters. I don't know, sometimes... It doesn't feel like deep waters. It feels like I need a cup of coffee and to go to work. But you aren't shallow. You have something deep. You are God's heir. You are the dwelling place of the Spirit of God. Whether you feel like it or not, the purposes of your heart are deep waters. But you don't have to discover them on your own. This proverb says, the one who has insight draws them out. I would encourage you to spend some time talking with somebody who has insight, who's somebody that you admire, whose life is full of wisdom, who's shown how they can live in wisdom. Maybe ask a wise friend or maybe even a grandparent. What are the purposes of parenting? Some of the the most rich conversations I've had in my life or when I asked, what's your purpose in parenting? Just this last week, I had a good friend, Craig Ford, from uh, he, he lives in Billings and works as a minister there. And he was in uh, visiting, and we were talking about parenting because he's got these wonderful kids, and they're all older than my kids, quite a bit older than my kids now. And we were t- and he, he's an avid reader like I am. And so I was like, you know, give me, give me some advice on parenting. And um, he was, we were kind of sharing thoughts back and forth, and uh, we were talking about different styles and different techniques and different methods. And then he kind of said what I was thinking too. He said, but the more I read and the more I think about it, the more it seems to me that being intentional and being purposeful is the most important thing. Whatever technique or approach you you go with, in either case, being intentional about that is what's the most important. I think that's, that's wise counsel. So who in your life can offer you wise counsel? Are you brave and courageous enough to ask for help? 
to say, hey, I really want to know how to be a better father and a better dad, but more important, now that you have reflected on your life raising kids, what's the purpose of raising kids? What are the purposes I should work out of? The next couple of weeks, we'll touch on that a little bit more, but I just want to leave you with those thoughts today. I hope you've been encouraged with this conversation. I want to thank you for listening and being a part of, uh, of my ramblings from time to time. It helps me process what I'm doing. God bless you as you dad well this week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Arrow Podcast. I hope it's been useful, or at least entertaining. For more resources, check out our website, www.arrow.com. That's H-E-I-R-R-O-W.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Arrow. There you'll find proverbs we post routinely that help us be better dads. Nana can take care of it.